Good morning, church. My name is Pastor Alfredo Peña, and we are excited that you are joining us this morning. The scripture reading for today is in the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 10 through 28. And the title of my sermon this morning is Relationship versus Religion. Let us go to the scripture. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. After Jesus called the crowd to him, he said to them, Hear and understand. It is not what enters into the mouth that defiles a man, but what proceeds out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this statement? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father did not plant shall be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if a blind man guides a blind man, both will fall into a pit. Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. Jesus said, Are you still lacking in understanding also? Do you not understand that everything that goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile the man. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, slanders. These are the things which defile the man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile the man. Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from the region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, Send her away, because she keeps shouting at us. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. This is the word of the Lord this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most living and loving God, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this time of worship. And now we come together, God, to hear of your word. We ask, Father God, that your Holy Spirit prepare our hearts and our minds for what you have to teach us this morning. We pray this in your Son's most holy name. Amen. Just a little bit of background today. The scripture starts with an interesting exchange between the Pharisees and Jesus. The Pharisees tried calling Jesus out because the disciples were breaking the tradition of the elders. They were not washing their hands before they were going to eat. So then Jesus answered them by saying, well, you break the commands of God for the sake of your tradition. In other words, you are more focused on the traditions instead of the commands that God has for you. You have it backwards. You've got this all wrong is basically what Jesus is telling them. And of course, they were offended. Now, it didn't take much to offend the Pharisees because they considered themselves to be righteous, to be separate from everybody else, to be holier than everybody. And so when they were criticized or they received some pushback, then they were offended. We also know that they were offended because Jesus flat out called them hypocrites. And so um, you can definitely see um, how they were offended by that.
Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I think many preachers, maybe not all, but a lot of preachers, I think we're challenged when we have to preach on a scripture like the one we're preaching on today. Uh, scriptures that are a little harsh, that um, that is like a bristle, right? Because, um, you know, they're not your warm, fuzzy type of scriptures. And, and the reason I say we're challenged is because we really don't want to offend anybody. Now, I can tell you for me personally, when, when my concern is that I don't want to offend somebody, it's not so much that I'm afraid that they're going to get offended and they're going to leave and, and it's going to, you know, um, reflect on our numbers or that they might get offended and they might leave and we might lose their financial support. That really isn't the reason that um, sometimes I'm afraid uh, to offend anybody. The reason is because I know that sometimes people are not ready to receive um, a direction. I know sometimes we, we might get a little defensive if we're not ready to, to receive that correction that we need to hear. And so, um, so I, I get challenged because I don't want anybody to be offended and leave because this is good for you. It's good information. And, and, but the reality is sometimes we, we're not ready to hear that. And so we, we're challenged sometimes when we have to, um, preach on these scriptures. But let me also tell you this. I have also, um, learned that many times the decisions that um, change our lives come as a result of having to receive some some serious or, or even some harsh information. I'll share with you um, my own personal experience. And about two years ago, um, there was a major shift in my life. There was a major change in my life. And it came as a result of um, me having to hear some harsh words that I, I didn't want to hear. But I was having some serious health issues. Um, and, and so I'm at the doctor's office and I'm waiting in, in the exam room and the doctor walks in and he says, Mr. Pena, you are a walking time bomb. Your blood pressure is out of control. Your diabetes is out of control and your weight is out of control. And if you keep going in this direction, here are some of the outcomes that you need to consider. One is you might have a heart attack and die. The other is you might have a stroke. And the other one is you might end up on dialysis in 10 years. Boy, I'm telling you, I, I was sitting there and that is, that is not what I wanted to hear. And, and I didn't want to hear that, but I needed to hear that. And the only way that I was going to be able to make the changes that I needed to make were if I heard those harsh words, which I did. Now I can tell you this. Imagine if I'm telling you this story and I tell you what my doctor told me and then I told you, but what he told me to do was to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, treat myself to go to the spa and just have a relaxing day. And, and, and when he shared that with me, I said, um, okay, well, is that going to change the outcome that you had just mentioned? And imagine if he says, well, no, but, but at least you're going to feel better and look better. I think if I shared that story with you, with that detail, you would say, Pastor, you need to get a new doctor. That, that is just not acceptable. And I think it's interesting, church, because we find that kind of advice acceptable when it comes to our spiritual health. Because when, when people are at that place, when they want that relationship with God, when they come to a place where they want genuine change in their lives, we give them religion and tradition. 
And, and, and here is, is Jesus telling us, be careful when, when you are start emphasizing and start depending on religion and tradition, because those things are, are just ceremonial things, as, as was happening with the, with the Pharisees. And Jesus basically was telling them, you can wash your hands all day long, but that's not going to wash your heart. And today, the message for us today is, if we want that genuine relationship and that genuine change in our lives, we're not going to find it by, by applying um, religion and traditions. It is going to be by our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Now, I will say this. I'm not saying that, that religion or traditions are bad. Um, they're good, in fact, when they help us get closer to God. But what happens many times as was happening with the Pharisees is that somehow we, we create religion and traditions and, and they become obstacles for us to get closer to God and in fact create a separation. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, there have been families that have been broken apart because of religion and traditions. So it is very important that we understand that. Jesus calls them hypocrites. And in fact, even quotes the prophet Isaiah when he says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain, but their teachings are merely, merely human rules. So, so what do we do? What do we do when we want that genuine relationship with God, when we want that genuine change in our lives? Um, it is as we look at the scripture and we learn from it. And so today we're going to look at three life application points that will help us uh, model, that will help us apply these things in our lives so that we can, our goal is to grow in our relationship, not our religion. So here's life application point number one. The heart of the problem is a heart problem. We live in a society where we don't necessarily have to take responsibility for our actions. Um, in fact, um, we live in a society where um, we like to blame others for our actions. You know, it's interesting as I was preparing for this sermon, uh, one of the things that I remember um, hearing is that uh, in, in our country, in the United States, we have more lawsuits than uh, many other countries. And in fact, some states even have more lawsuits than others. And so I think people have come to the realization that um, when something happens, not only can you blame somebody, but you can even sometimes make some money from it. And so what I, the reason I'm saying that is because the reality is we need, we need to take ownership of what is happening in our lives. And we need to understand that the words that come out of our mouth reveals what is in our hearts. The words that come out of our mouths reveal what's in our hearts. And, and when we say some things that are, that are harsh, where we say some things that are not right, then, then at those points, we are really showing what is in our hearts. And, and we, we need to understand that and, and maybe get to a place where we can stop blaming others for our actions. There is a, um, a saying that says, what's in the well comes up in the bucket. 
And so um, the reality is um, many times uh, we, we like to mask um, our, our hearts with actions. And when we tend to want to judge our hearts based on our actions, but maybe the truth is we should judge our hearts based on our reactions. What happens? How do we respond when things do not go our way? And, 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 and so here's, here's an example because um, we need to be able to, to understand this. Imagine that you're having a good day. You know, you woke up and you had a really good night's rest and you woke up and, and your coffee is just the right temperature and your spouse woke up in a good mood and everything is just going well. And in fact, you are driving to work and you have the radio on full blast, just worship with that worship music and you are just singing away and you just feel like you can touch the hand of God and it's just a good day. And then somebody cuts you off and there it is all of a sudden we can go from being in that place of worship to like the incredible hulk right we can we can be really nice and everything and then when we get mad man we just turn into these other people and and we're like whoa what just happened how do we react because that beloved that is what we're talking about here, where where it is in there. And, and, and when it comes out, we, we normally want to say, well, it's because of that. If that person hadn't cut me out, cut me off, then I wouldn't have reacted that way. If, if somebody didn't come and just push those buttons, then, you know, everything would be fine in the world. But the truth is, people will push our buttons. And the truth is that we are going to have difficult days and people will cut us off and we've got to be um, able to to understand that sometimes what happens is based out of their own issues and their own pain and and and, and sometimes people that might say some things to us is really not personal but it's just a reflection of where they are and we need to be able to disassociate ourselves from that but the other thing is as long as that is in there then we many times give people the control the authority to bring that ugliness out of us and the message for us today is that we need to give that authority to Jesus to get that ugliness out of us. But we first need to accept that if it comes out, it's because it's in there. And that, that if it's in there, then we need to, um, we need to find that healing because um, what comes out of our mouth reflects what's in our heart. You know, I think it's so interesting when you go to the doctor, and you go for an exam, and one of the things that they tell you to do is, is stick out your tongue and say, ah, right? And they look at our tongues, and, and, you, and I sit there and think, wow, can you really tell what's wrong with me um, physically by looking at my tongue? And the, the truth is they can. They can tell some things that are wrong based on looking at our tongues. And let me tell you, uh, pastors, we're not physicians, right? We're, we're pastors. But we also can tell um, some serious conditions of the Spirit by your tongues. So here it is, church. If it's coming out, it's because it's in there. And if it's in there, then we need to own it. 
and we need to surrender it to God. And instead of blaming others and making excuses, we need to understand that it is a heart problem. Here's the second life application point. Our fruit is produced by our roots. And roots determine the fruit. And the deeper the root, the greater the fruit. So what is the fruit that we are producing in our lives? How is it that we are responding when those interrupt interruptions happen? What happens when somebody comes and pushes those buttons? How do we respond? How do we react? Because that is um, what the answer to our question is. And if it's not the fruit of the Spirit, which, let's be honest, many times it's not. You know, I hear time and time again, you know, I, I lost my Jesus. I, I lost it. And many times we can even feel justified for shredding somebody to pieces, for tearing somebody down. And let me tell you something, that speaks more about where we are than where they are. So what do we do about it? And let me tell you, the first thing that I think is important that we understand is that we can be oblivious to it. I'm telling you, we can, can be in a situation where, where we have some major um, attitude adjustments that need to happen in our lives, and we sometimes are oblivious to it. I heard a pastor say once, you know, uh, a bad attitude is like bad breath. Everybody around you know it, but you? And I know that sounds a little crude, right? But, but it's true, though. When, when we have that bad attitude, when we are judgmental, when we have that sharp tongue, when we shred other to pieces, everybody knows, whoa, you, sir, you, madam, you have a problem. And that problem is not me. That problem is deeper than me. So what do we do, church? I think we have to get to a place where we have to want to change. We have to want to stop hurting others. We have to stop to, to, to not, we have to stop um, making excuses for not making the changes in our lives that we need to make. So, so here is a challenge for us. You know, are you ready? I'm, I'm going to challenge us this morning. So listen, listen, put your pens down. You don't want to miss this one. You don't. So come on, are you ready? Today, we're going to deputize all of you. All of us are now officially deputized to help each other out. So, so when we are in a situation where we see somebody that you can just tell they are ready to not be so nice, when you see that there is fumes coming out, when you see that that finger is about to start pointing at you, then I want you to say, oops, there it is. There it is. There's your sign. That's what you need to give to Jesus. There it is. There it is. And let me tell you something. Uh, we also now have to commit that we're not going to get mad. I, I can just 
picture. Um, somebody, you know, going to you and saying, oops, there it is, and here's your sign, and I can picture some of you saying, oh, let me show you what you can do with your sign. I know. Um, we've got to make light of the situation sometimes, but is this and it's still, the truth still holds. We've got to help each other out. We've got to be able to help hold each other accountable. And when we um, get called out, when, when somebody says, brother, that's, that's, that's it, you need to work on that. Brother, that, that really sounds like and you're bleeding all over the place, man. Then, then we need to get to a place where we can say, thank you. Thank you for, for, for pointing that out for me because I truly do want to change. The truth is, if we want true change in our life, we must go deeper than just the surface. We must go beyond religion, and we must go to Jesus. Here's the third life application point. Because this is where the comforting part of the scripture comes in. Because, you know, we do have to, um, again, there's some harsh things or something we need to hear, and we might not like to hear it, but it's important that, that we hear it. You know, as I mentioned when I went to the doctor, you know, my response could have been, you know, when he said you're a walking time bomb, my response could have been, you know what, I don't need this kind of negativity in my life. My response could have been, you know, doctor, I'm paying you some good money, so you better start giving me some good news. You know, my response could have been, I think it's time that I go see a new doctor. And, and maybe I did think those things initially. But ultimately, I needed help. And yes, it would have been easier to just go and, and buy a new wardrobe, but that's not going to change the outcome. And when we get to a place, as we're realizing today, how many times we are going to religion and traditions and it's just not working, then today we have a perfect example of how it's supposed to work. And we see in verse 21 about the Canaanite woman. And let me tell you something. This is really interesting because this is a woman who is not a Jew, right? In fact, the the people from Cana were, were known to be um, unclean. And, and they were known for, for worshiping false gods um, and, and other gods. And so this woman has a serious problem. Her daughter um, is possessed and, and she's having some uh, horrible uh, problems to deal with. And so I imagine that she must have done the things that she was used to doing. She must have gone through her gods. She must have done the, the things that, that she knew to do. And, and it didn't work. So in her desperation, when she heard about Jesus, then, then she went to Jesus to ask for help. But notice this. Notice the way she approached Jesus. She calls Jesus son of David. Now again, what we know about this Canaanite woman was that she wasn't a Jew, that she wasn't following God, that she wasn't expecting the Messiah. But in her desperation, she knew if this didn't help me, that I need to seek something else. And I had heard about this Jesus. And so I'm going to approach him, but I'm going to approach him with some religious jargon, with a vernacular that was not hers. But I imagine that she thought, well, you know, this is how they're doing it, that I'm going to do the same thing. And, and so she goes um, with, to Jesus with, with this religious language that wasn't really hers and her experience. And, and so in her desperation, she approaches Jesus by 
doing the religious thing that others were doing. And Jesus is silent. She's asking for help and Jesus does not answer. And then we could sit there and say, wow, how can he not answer? He has done miracles before. He has helped others. He just fed the 5,000. Why would he be silent when this woman is coming to him? And I, it's not that Jesus didn't want to help her. It's not that Jesus didn't have compassion. But I think Jesus knew that if he answered her when she took that approach, then she was going to think that that is what got her what she wanted. And I think Jesus loved her and loves us too much to make us think that that is the approach that we need to take. So Jesus is silent because he's basically saying, no, that's not necessary. You don't need to come to me with religious vernacular or jargon. You need to come to me with your heart. That is the right approach. And, we, and, and this makes sense to me. Because if Jesus had answered when she went to him in that religious approach, then then she would have thought that's the way to do it. And let me tell you, we are we are the kind of people that we we feel entitled sometimes. And if and if we think that that's what is going to work, then let me tell you something. We're, we're going to shift. I can just hear some people saying, "Jesus, <clears throat> come here." Um, so I just prayed fourteen rose. Um, 14 Hail Marys and and I did it for 14 days in a row and you know and last week I even did it for 14 hours so where is my miracle did you not see that I did all these things you know you and I, I'm serious church you and I can feel sometimes like God owes us something because we are doing some religious activities or we're even just doing activities um, serving period and we need to understand that religious activities and then when we serve, that should be our worship. It shouldn't be because we're trying to negotiate something with Jesus. So Jesus is silent. And then you see the transformation. Then you see that she humbles herself even more. She, she kneels before him and she asks for mercy. And I, and I think that that's the approach that needed to happen. To know that, because Jesus, and, and we see the, the, the exchange here that is very controversial um, to, to many, and we're gonna talk more about it in Bible study, but Jesus tells her, you know, it's not good to take the bread from the children and give it to the dogs. And, and some people have a really hard time thinking that why did Jesus call this woman a dog? And, 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 and my understanding is that that's not what he was trying to do. <clears throat> but there, in that time, the Gentiles or anybody who was not a Jew was considered unclean and were referred to as dogs. It's almost like if in today's time, you know, you're asking for help and somebody says, well, why should I help a drug addict? Or why should I help a drunk? And, and, and we say, well, you can't define me by the things that um, are wrong or that I'm struggling with, right? And here is, it was a test from Jesus saying, well, why should I give you um, the bread that would go to the children of Israel, basically what you're saying. And, and that's when you see the transformation and you see her say, but even the dogs get the crumbs. In other words, she was saying, I know I don't deserve this. And I know I might be doing this thing wrong, but I need you, Lord, help me. 
The other thing that I think is awesome is that it went from help me because I need help for my daughter to help me because I can't help my daughter unless I'm at a place where I need to be. And again, this is also an important message for us because, because some of us might be, you know, moms, dads, some of you might be praying for your children and you might be saying, you know, God, it's not, it's not for me. I'm just asking for my son. I'm just asking for my daughter. And maybe we need to shift our prayer a little bit and say, God, help me. Help me be able to help my son or my daughter. Help me because I need to be in the right place spiritually and emotionally so that I can then be that vessel to help my son or my daughter. Maybe those of us that are praying for marriages, for our marriages, you know, maybe we're saying, I just, I'm just praying for, for him or for her to, to know and for him and for her to change. And maybe we need to be praying, saying, Lord, help me. How do I, what do I do? How do I change? Help me understand how I'm contributing to this. How can I become the change that I want that person to see? Maybe it's a health issue. And maybe we're asking for physical health and that's okay. But maybe we need to shift our prayer a little bit and first say, help me spiritually. Heal me spiritually, Lord, so that I can deal with um, this um, disease or this illness that I'm dealing with. It is an important message here. And when we see that change, from approach in a religious way to approach in the most humbling way to saying, I need help. Help me, Lord. And it is at that point that Jesus says, woman, your faith, you have great faith because that she needed to be able to get there. And I imagine that if Jesus had answered um, her with her original approach, then she would have never gotten there. There is a huge difference between religion and relationship. Religion is when you realize we've messed up. And religion will say, I can't call my father because he's going to be so mad. He's going to kill me. I messed up, but I can't call my father because I, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Relationship. It's when we say, I have messed up. I need to call my father. I have messed up and I need to call my father and say, dad, I need you. Religion says, I messed up. I'm sorry, religion says, relationship says, I messed up. But dad, you're the only one that can help me. I just need to know that you're here for me. It is time that we're stop being afraid and then we stop hiding behind religion and embrace our relationship with God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most living God, we just thank you for this message. And we thank you, Father God, because there was times, God, in which we need to hear the truth. 
We need to hear it, God. And even if it makes us uncomfortable, even if it bothers us, even if we don't like it, God, the reality is that we need to hear it because that is what can change, what can be that catalyst, God, for that change that we're looking for in our lives, whether it is to grow in our relationship with you or whether it is to move away from some things that we need to break from, God. But I just thank you, God, for your message that is full of love, God, because you are telling us, I want better for you. I have better for you. I want relationship with you. I don't want your acts. I don't want your money. I want your time. I want your worship. And so, Father God, today we, we stand here and we, we ask you to continue to reveal those things in us. Go deep, Holy God. Go deep where only through your Holy Spirit you can reach in those places in our heart, God, that you need to reach. And where we're able, God, to bring up these things that we just need to surrender, that we just need to give to you, that we need to be able to walk away from and know, God, that, that the only way to be able to grow and the only way that we can be released from these things is if we surrender to you and we allow you access, God, into our hearts. And so today, God, we shift. We shift from religion to relationship, God, and we thank you for that. And today, God, we thank you that you will help us with our accountability partners, people that will love us enough to say, there it is. There's your son. And most loving God, we thank you for your love and your grace and your unconditional mercy, God, for us, that we can say at any moment, Lord, help me. And we know that at once, as you did for this woman, you will answer our prayers. Help us, God, be moved by our faith and not, God, by being motivated by religion. Help us, Lord, be able to, to just get out of our boats of religion, God, and just be able to come to you in full relationship and be able to call you daddy. We thank you for the message today. We thank you for the decisions that were made today, God, and we know that you're going to honor every single one of those. We pray this in the most powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Church, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It is our prayer that this message has been a blessing to you. We want to invite you to um, uh, visit our website, um, nb-ccc.org, and you'll be able to find some great information. But let us know how you are doing. This is also where you can go and submit your prayer request. We are a praying church, and if you go into our website and if you have a need, submit your prayer request, and we'll be glad um, to uh, take it to our congregation for prayer. I'm also excited that we're, as we do every year, we are ready for uh, our kids to go back to school. And so we have our back to school backpacks that we are ready to give out. Um, so um, they will be uh, uh, distributed this Wednesday um, between 5.30 and, and 6.30. I'm sorry, between 5 and 6.30 because we have Bible study at 7. So it's a drive-by type of situation. So you just have to drive by the church and then we will hand you the backpacks. You don't even have to get out of your car. What you do need to do, though, is go to our website, nb-ccc.org. Go to our children's ministry tab and you'll be able to connect with Reverend Donna so you can let her know how many backpacks you need. But we are excited. But not only are we going to give you those backpacks, but we're going to pray a blessing over those backpacks as you give them out to your children.
We also want to remind you that every Wednesday now we have Bible study at 7 o'clock, virtual Bible study, but we're now opening our Zoom meeting at 6.30, um, and we're going to have those 30 minutes for just a time of connection. So, you know, we miss each other, we miss seeing each other, we miss just chit-chatting with each other. Well, here's a chance. Um, go to our website, go to a virtual, uh, I'm sorry, um, and we will send you a Zoom uh, virtual Bible study invitation. It opens at 6.30, so you can connect, we can chit-chat, we can connect, and then we can start our Bible study at 7. We are excited about that. Remember, we have our Spanish service at 9, we have this service at 11, and then we have our children's service immediately after this one. Now let's go and shift our focus from religion to relationship. God bless you.